welcome to the podcast. Welcome, welcome. So we did a thing where it was Christmas Eve and accidentally uploaded where it was my subject twice. Here we drop a topic <laughs> on each other uh, without the other one knowing and uh, kind of scheduled mine back to back. So then Richard's was last time, so now it's my turn again. And I'm going to drop one on him right now. Um, oh, I'm Felina Hopkins. And I'm Richard Cascioli. Yeah. All right. How do you let go of the past? That's a good one, letting go. I like that topic. I actually, that's part of my mantra is to let go or at least try to let go, you know, all the time. And letting go of the past, I think, is extremely important. It's difficult. I will admit, you got to do work on yourself. You got to, you know, do the work to, I think, heal the past first in order to then be able to let it go. It's it's not so easy to just say, I'm going to let go of this, that, or the other thing, um, especially trauma, you know, past trauma, which pretty much the, I don't want to say all the past is trauma, but letting go of past hurts, past grievances, past grudges is basically, I put it in the category of some trauma there is obviously some trauma around that um so for me what i do is one i do a lot of work on myself i mean every day i work on myself and i work on letting go of everything even now in the future but letting go of the past i've done a lot of journaling a lot of you know reading a lot of meditation on it and i think you do have to or for me, I have to keep the focus on what it is I'm addressing, you know, what the issue is, and then work on how can I look at that? Because for me, what happens when past things come up, it, it's, it's like a thorn or a, a, a button, or someone could even say something that will bring up a past, you know, hurt or thorn that then you have to address. And for me today, you know, doing that work means to when something comes up, if I'm in a conversation with someone like yourself and you're, you say something that hurts my feelings. I, it, so you're going to feel it. If I go back and constantly live in the past and I'm talking about the past, well, it's, you know, Joe Dispenza says this. He goes, every time you look backwards and you discuss something in your past that brings up that hurt again, what it is, is it's like a snapshot and you're right back in it. And the minute you start thinking about that past hurt or whatever it is that you're trying to let go of, you're right back in it. It's almost like the first time all over again. It's amazing what the brain and the heart will hold on to, you know, with pain and, and trauma and past events that you kind of obviously want to let go in order to move forward. I, I, I don't know if you can truly move forward without letting go of the past, because like I just said, if you keep thinking about something and it hurts you, it's kind of like, I have this saying, this is my saying, but it's like getting on the merry-go-round. If I, if every time I get on the merry-go-round, I get sick, well, then why do I keep getting back on the merry-go-round? So it's the same thing about reliving the past, reliving past grievances, hurts, traumas. If I keep reliving them and I keep getting upset and it, it makes me literally sick to my stomach, which it does to some people. I mean, there are people who think about the past 
you know, it brings it back up and, and then all of a sudden they're depressed and then, and then they don't understand why they can't get out of the house, why they can't get motivated to do something. And I do believe that letting go is one of the most important aspects of self-improvement, recovery, and healing your old wounds, like getting rid of that, 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 you know, toxic energy that has been created in you. And if you think about it, it's, it's us who keeps holding on to it because it's pretty much like our comfort zone. You, you know, you feel comfortable with things that are familiar. So if, if a past hurt comes up and it's familiar, you're going to repeat the same patterns, but it's going to feel so familiar to you, just like the merry-go-round that then you're reliving it again and you're not able to move forward. Looking at past grievances, past hurts is, is really hard work. Doing the work on yourself, I think is very difficult and it takes a lot of diligence a lot of tenacity, will, drive, whatever you want to call it, to address these issues to be the best version of you you could possibly be. You know, we all want to be authentic, but I think you need to heal in order to move forward. So some of the things that I do in order to let go of the past are, you know, I'll journal. If something comes up for me, I'll journal about it. I'll write, why is this hurting me? What am, what am I actually feeling around this? Because that's the key. It's not, we tend, I think, to look at the person or whoever said what they said or the past and think, well, the reason I am the way I am today is because of that event. And if you keep replaying the event, it it becomes like a habit, right? And then you keep replaying it, replaying it, replaying it. And then you're almost like you're stuck in a loop, and then you keep talking about it, right? You'll go to, I'll give you an, in, uh, for instance, okay? So I've been journaling for, my God, 30 plus years. I journal every day and I try to work through my issues. I meditate, I journal. And the last couple of months, I I, I felt like I was kind of stuck, you know, in, in the sense that one of the journals I use and have used is the uh, Untethered Soul. It, I, it, it's a very good journal, and it actually prompts you. So he'll give you prompts. Michael Singer, the author, will give you prompts to work on. Like if, some, if, if something, think about something that's bothering you from your past, your family, this, work, uh, a relationship, and then he'll give you a prompt to work through that. So then you'll write it out and you'll journal through that. And I was doing this, and I was on literally my fourth or fifth one of his journals. And I couldn't figure out why every day I was starting to feel a little, I was carrying it with me. You know, I would journal, I would work on myself for like about an hour and a half, two hours every day. And then I was carrying it into my life, getting in the car, going to work, going to the gym. And I couldn't figure it out until one day, someone said this to me. Well, I didn't figure it out. Someone said to me, Hey, did you ever think that by you doing this every day, you're you're actually doing the snapshot and you're thinking about it every day and you're bringing it up every day. And then it's making you feel like you're damaged, like, like you're broken and you need to address something every day. And I said, wow. So I came home the next morning, I went to pick up my journal and it was hard to put it down because it was habitual writing every day. It was, it just became habitual. I forced myself to put the journal down. And little by little, I would just meditate a little bit more and do my daily readings out of my books, my daily readers. 
And all of a sudden, without even noticing it, 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 I felt lighter. And I felt like something had lifted. And I thought to myself, wow, this whole time, I kept jumping into the rabbit hole every morning and writing about something that I thought was wrong. And then I thought, there's nothing wrong. Because if it, what, and it comes full circle to letting go of the past. Now, if you can truly let go of the past and move forward, well, then you're not, you're not constantly going backwards. You're not looking over your shoulder. You're not jumping into the rabbit hole every day and thinking, I got to fix what happened in the past in order to, you know, be okay. I, if you've done enough work, I think what happened, I got into this habitual, you know, rabbit or um, hamster wheel of con constantly thinking, if I just write enough, I'm going to work this out and I'm going to be better, 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 better. But it got to a point where I, I was okay and I kept writing thinking I wasn't okay. And the minute I put the journal down and now it's been a couple of months and I can't tell you, I feel so much lighter. And I'm not advocating for not journaling and working through your stuff. I think everything is a process and you have to actually figure out where you are in your process in order to move forward or journal or read more books or go to therapy or whatever that takes. But for me, that was an instance where I actually had to let go of the past thinking I needed to write every day in order to get better. And then I just thought, I am better. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not broken anymore. I'm not damaged. I've done, my God, 40 years of work on myself to get to where I am. And if I keep telling myself and writing every day that something's wrong and picking an issue that I think I need to work on, well, then you're constantly reiterating to yourself that you're still broken or something is damaged and you need work. And I don't, I, I'm again, this is just my process and where I am right now in the process, but that's part of how I had to let go of something that, and there comes the key to, you know, think about this, right? How many things do we do that we we've picked up as our armor that we think helps us? And then at some point you realize is the, it's not serving me anymore. Or you have to ask you, is this serving me? And I didn't even realize it wasn't serving me anymore. I would have never in a million years thought that journaling was not serving me because I don't think it's detrimental. I just think the way you do it. So I think I could go back to journaling if I'm writing about just light stuff, gratitude lists, things that I want to accomplish in the day and not keep picking at a scab that's already healed for me, you know, so. Cool. Yeah. So how do you so how do you let go of the past? Then you're saying that the well, you let go of the journaling, and you let go by what did you journal when you were journaling when it was working for you? I was journaling about things that happened in the past, things that happened or were still you know happening, such as trauma. You know, growing up in trauma. What, you know, we all, I, I don't want to say we all, I, I can't, you know, put that out there as a common, you know, theme. I, I don't think everybody grows up with trauma, but I, I know quite a few people that have had trauma in their past, whether it's a childhood trauma, past relationship, you know, and I, I tend to, I tend to label these things as trauma. It, 
because that's just my language. Um, but I think we all have been affected in some way by past events. Let's put it that way to more generalize it. So what I would do is whatever that past event was and how it affected me, I needed to look at it and, and realize that one, I'm not living there anymore. Two, that is not happening to me anymore. I think another thing for me, you know, which is important that I realized was none of this stuff is happening anymore. The stuff that happened to me as a kid, all my past relationships is not happening anymore. So, you know, there's this thing we get caught up in that we, we think our past kind of dictates where we are. And it does if you're allowing your past to control you and rule you and feel that you are still broken. It's, it's kind of like when you hear people complain or I don't even want to say complain, but address their issues and they say, well, I am the way I am because my father did this or my mother did this to me and my brother or this relationship didn't work out and she hurt me really bad or he hurt me really bad and he said these things and of course they hurt you and of course they're going to hurt in the moment but if but if you continually relive it and think that you are that person who has been traumatized well yeah you're never going to get over it it's that thing about keep keep getting back on the merry-go-round but if you can, and this is what I did, I addressed the issues, the stuff that happened to me with my family, the stuff that happened to me with past relationships. We discussed in one of our episodes, you know, a relationship that obliterated my heart. And for a long time, you know, I, I thought I was damaged, broken. There was something wrong with me or I was unworthy of having a healthy, loving, unconditional, authentic relationship. But I, I don't necessarily think, you know, it takes two to tango, right? And if you're going to be in a relationship, that's just the relationship part, whether it's your family, your mother, father, brother, sister, wife, husband, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is, you would hope that both of you are doing work on yourselves to just be the best authentic version of you you can be and heal your past let go of your past know that that is not controlling you anymore you don't live there anymore it's not happening today so why are you it why are we why do we keep traumatizing ourselves over past events right think about how many people are still walking around depressed sad going to therapy meetings doing all this self-help stuff. It's, it's, it's like the environment Trump's will thing we talked about. If you keep living in the environment, even in you, there's a saying, you know, stay out of your head. It's a sick neighborhood, right? And it's so true, but that's your environment. Think about it. That's your environment. So if you keep in your head thinking there's something wrong with you, I'm broken, I'm damaged. I'm the way I am. And we are, we all react according to how we were programmed or how we were damaged or how we were traumatized. But none of us are truly broken. We're not broken. We're damaged. We got hurt. So if you can heal that stuff, if you can do the work on your stuff and uh, on yourself, and whether that means going to therapy to work it out, you, you know, or going to self-help meetings, reading, journaling, I feel 
you need to reason things out with someone other than yourself. You can't, it's hard to reason things out with yourself if you're in that mindset of you think you're damaged, right? You know, how are you going to get out of that? Einstein said that. How do you work through stuff with a, with a messed up mind, a crazy mind? You can't. So you got to, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go to therapy or a psychologist. It, it means you need to be with someone you feel safe with that will hold you accountable so that when you do say things, they say, no, that's really unfair. You, you shouldn't have said that. And you, I think you need to make an amends, you know, so it's really self, you know, made self-preservation. I, uh, um, I had, I had something come up and I had to realize, okay, if I'm having this big of a reaction to it, where did it start? Hmm. If I can go back into the past, then I can take the power out of its, its present. Because a lot of times you have a reaction to something and it's really the past dictating the present because the thing now isn't even that big of a deal. And if I had a better handle on if I was more, what, self-confident, knew the truth, whatever, this would not happen, but something triggered from the past. So I had to first examine where did that come from where did it start? Um, and then wrote about it a little bit to get it out. And also a tool that um, somebody gave me years ago. I don't remember exactly who it was. It was in a group of people. Uh, take ice cubes into the shower and one at a time smash them into that bathtub or shower because they make the most delicious crack and you don't have to pick any pieces up because it oh, melts yeah. down the drain. <laughs> so you take it and you focus on the thing you're trying to let go of, or that, and that could just be something you're really, really angry at, so that you don't take it out on you, and you get it out of your body, and you just focus on it, and you throw it in there. This is for this, boom, I'm letting go of this, boom, and just especially in bathrooms, because there's this echo, because usually there's no fabric on the walls, except for a towel. Uh, but no ceiling or floor because, you know, you don't want to get mildewy. So it has this great echo sound of this crash, crash. And, it, and then it just melts down and you don't have to pick anything up or explain it to anybody. Nice. I, I just had someone say something of the same sort in order to kind of release a, a past trauma. And you either write it down or type it out. And then you put it on your barbecue and light it on fire and, you know, send it into the ethers. And, you know, that's another way to do it. And what I do, well, I only did it once because it just came up recently. And in that I, you know, I wrote on it, I set you free with love and, or set whatever it was that was bothering you. I set this free with love and then you burn it. So it's kind of the same philosophy without the cracking, but, you know, you get to watch it burn and, I don't know. There's, I think there's a lot of different modalities to. No, that's a great one. I actually yeah. wrote that into my book, Jackson's Love Story, in my series. The nice. one of the characters has something she has to let go of. She writes it down, puts it into a trash can that doesn't catch fire. Yeah, yeah. You know, the metal ones is outside, and has a moment of herself to herself where she just washes it turn to, watches it turn to ash because ashes to ashes, going back to where we all started, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like see ya. Yeah, past stuff is is difficult i i definitely can see how and why people have a hard time 
addressing it one and then letting it go it's it's not easy to do it's not it's not an easy mechanism or modality we're, we're not you know in this society it's a little bit more acceptable and prevalent that we are seeking help outside help to you know work through our past stuff to you know move forward in 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 the past you know my say my parents generation it was not really acceptable to you know go to therapy or get any kind of outside help it was it was for men it where i came from for men to say i need to go to therapy or i need help it, it was a sign of weakness unfortunately and it, there was something wrong with you it's like yeah no shit that's why i got that's why i'm going to therapy it you wasn't, know it wasn't just men it was people because it, people, people in general yeah you couldn't people didn't go to therapy because people used to get thrown into institutions and women used to get institutionalized just for having emotions right and there's some stories of I mean, Cary Grant's mom, it turned out for like 50 years, she was in an institution because his father had an affair and wanted to leave her. Mm. And he thought she ran away. I saw his documentary recently. It was despicable. So his mom contacted him because he became a big star and he's no longer Archibald, which was his original name. I think it's Archibald something. And he realized that his mom had never left him. She was put in an institution by his wow. father. Women were put into institutions a lot. Yeah. So it's it's both had a real problem with therapy being okay. The fact that we talk about things like this nowadays is really a gift because you don't have to carry around this stuff anymore. Yeah. You yeah. just share it. And you're right. It is it is both. I mean, it it brings up to mind that movie Francis Farmer. You know what? Right. Like wow. I when I watched that movie, I wept. I I was like how. How do you do, you know, but again. We'll remind them what they might not have seen it because we were just talking about this. Oh, what did they do to her? You know, because they wanted to quiet her and shut her down. You know, they they said that she was crazy, which she was not. But back in that day, all you had to do was go to the doctor and say, this is great. And they bring two orderlies and they will put you in a straight check and take you away without your consent or anything because either the mother or father or husband says there's something wrong with you. So mm -hmm. they could not quiet her voice. And what they did was they gave her a frontal lobe lobotomy and made her a vegetable. And I mean, it, and that was very prevalent back in the day when it's they common. thought, yes, very common when they thought you were out of hand or uncontrollable. And it, and it was only because, right. It was, and it was basically because you had a voice. And, and you 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 were going against the system or whatever that system was, whether it was the household system, politics, whatever. If you didn't acclimate and get in line, straighten out. Well, now there's something wrong with you. It's not like today where you can. Like we're doing, you can pretty much voice your opinion. No one's going to come to our door and arrest us to try to take us away, <laughs> you know, and if they do, we're going to have a problem. But, you know, what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing on that, too. Edie Sedgwick, um, she was in the Andy Warhol films. She was his muse for a little while. And she was actually, I think at 19 or 17, she was put into an institution by her father because he, because she walked in on him cheating on her mother with another woman. And she screamed. And rather than have her tell the truth and tell the mom, he had her institutionalized. This is like yeah. the fact that they could do that. 
I say these things because that's how far we've come. Because that was 70s, was he maybe doing the stuff with Andy Warhol? Wasn't it early 70s, late 60s? Yeah. It's so recent that a lot of things have changed. If you need help or you need to talk to, and I don't know, maybe help even sounds like too big a word, but if you need to talk to somebody about something, there's so many ways to do it. There's so many, it, it's totally okay to do that. It doesn't mean we're broken, as you said earlier. Right. It means we're working at having a life we want to live. We want to be better. And there's no shame in it. There's no shame. Today, there's no shame in Zero saying, shame. you know what? I'm hurting. I'm, 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 I feel sad. I'm hurting. You know, and if you can't, like, I don't think, I don't think it is possible to work things out by yourself, you know, through, I tried it for years and years and years, you know, sitting here on my balcony, journaling, meditating. And I mean, I have other modalities that, that I use, but the one of the most important to come back to what I was saying before is to be able to have somebody to reason things out with. And again, it, it might not have to be a medical professional, a therapist or a psychologist, but you, but you have to have someone that is not going to sit there and just, you know, misery loves company kind of thing and take your side and, Oh yeah, they, they did you wrong and you should tell them and blah, blah, blah. No, sit with an open mind, listen to what the other person is saying, because here's the thing. If you really love someone, if you care about someone, you're going to listen to them. And it might hurt what you're going to say to them in order to help them. But if you really love them, that's what needs to be done. You can't placate them or gaslight them and think that, oh, yeah, you're right. Be self-righteous and, you know, be angry. You should be angry. No, if you if if you need help, you need someone to say, wait a minute, you know, I'm noticing a pattern. And this is what I've noticed in you lately. And you tend to be complaining about this or that, and have you thought about maybe looking at it this way, or maybe trying this to help you through that issue? Yeah. And a lot of us isolate with our problems because I think from the past, we were told to kind of, for lack of better words, you know, man up, handle your business. And you don't tell people when you're upset or that something's even wrong for what we just talked about, because if you did tell someone was wrong, you'd be institutionalized. And that's not going to happen today. So even if you start out by just journaling and meditating and then, you know, having someone to reason things out with, if you do need professional, there's no shame today. What a, what a wonderful, you know, thing that we have today that, you know, it's become more commonplace to seek help and not be ashamed and, you know, I was just at a um, a meeting the other day, and a week or two ago, I, I had shared about something in this meeting, and this woman came up to me and hugged me and said, oh, my God, and she had tears in her eyes, and I, I explained how I, I went through this situation the last time I was home, and I was able to sit with my dad and tell him that I love him, and I I don't, I'm not holding on to anything. I'm not taking anything forward with me as far as the trauma, like letting go of the past. And she had tears in her eyes. She goes, I didn't get that opportunity. My dad passed away a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, sweetheart, I'm so sorry. And she's like, you don't even know what you did by saying that mm -hmm. and how that helped me to realize that I need to kind of suit up and show up and really 
kind of take care of myself a little bit better so that I'm able to make amends when I can because sometimes we don't get a second chance. And that's Hey Now. And that's Hey Now for today. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on all the places.